Hi, this is Billy D. If you enjoy this podcast, please like and subscribe. Let's grow NAI basketball. Thank you. Cascade Hoops Talk, bringing the world NAI basketball one podcast at a time. Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. Hey, today we have Mark Darnell. He's the head men's basketball coach, uh, Jessup University. They're the Warriors. Uh, Mark Darnell, this will be his first season there at Jessup. Of course, Lance Von Vogt, uh, he ran that program for many years. He's the athletic director uh, there at Jessup now as they prepare to go to NC2A Division II next season. Mark Darnell, kind of interesting, his uncle won an NAI a national championship, I believe in 84. We're going to talk about that. Uh, he has a pretty interesting background. You know, Jessup has a, lo- a lot going on there. I know they're going to NC2A uh, next season. I do have to say, I-, I think that the GSAC has handled it really well with some of these schools that have decided to go to NC2A Division II. You know, the GSAC has uh, worked with these schools, uh, done a transition period made kind of an, an orderly change for the athletes and for the programs and uh, I want to really tip my hat to the GSAC for the way they've handled it with uh, these schools that want to switch divisions. Why don't we uh, step aside and we'll listen to uh, Mark Darnell. He's the head men's basketball coach, Jessup University Warriors. Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. Hey, I got Mark Darnell. He's the head men's basketball coach at uh, Jessup University, his first year there. Welcome, Mark. Thanks for being on the show. Hey, Bill. Thanks for having me. Excited to be on. Uh, so real quick, so everybody knows, I know that you guys have rebranded the university as Jessup University. I still hear it called William Jessup at times. Yeah, no, there's actually a lot happening on this campus that's super exciting. And one of the things is is rebranding to Jessup University. And, um, you know, they're, they're working on different color schemes and things like that as, you know, we transition to Division Two, and this university continues to grow. So it's super exciting times. They're definitely making making different moves with with the way they brand the university. You have a a fairly long coaching resume. You came to Jessup. Your last stop was up at uh, Cheney, up at Eastern Washington. Tell me why Jessup. Why'd you end up at Jessup? Yeah, a, a lot of my career has been spent here in in Northern California. Uh, so I have a lot of relationships and connections here in the area. Um, you know, my wife and I love it here in Northern California. I have a two-year-old son now and an opportunity to come back to an area that, you know, we, we really enjoy and are super comfortable with. And, and really, you know, the university, uh, it's just, Jessup is up and coming. It's, it's thriving right now. They're, they have, they're very um, forward thinking um, when it comes to Dr. Jackson and, and, and Lance uh, Von Bode, our, our athletic director. And, you know, they just, it, they, they sold me right off the hop in regards to the plans they have for this athletic department and university. And that excitement uh, around that was something that really drew me. And, and this, this program's got a history of success. I mm-hmm. mean, Coach Lance has done an amazing job these last 10 years, what he's been able to do to build this program and be a, a contender year in and year out. I mean, the program's been ranked eight straight years in a row at some point throughout the year and um, competing in the top uh, half of the GSAC every year. And uh, one of the few that have, you know, made the conference tournament every year, I think for nine straight years now. So, you know, obviously that history and that, that he's began and has started to build 
you know, was very alluring. Um, and then for me, you know, personally, it's a chance to be a head coach. I, I haven't been a head coach mm-hmm. and, um, you know, the challenge and to challenge myself, you know, in regards to being a head coach and what that entails and, and moving that six inches over. Um, I'm really excited. I'm excited for that challenge. I'm excited to, you know, see what I'm made of in regards to, you know, being a head coach now. Uh, so, so that definitely was a, a, a big draw and you know I'm excited we're going to vision two and, and just really looking forward just had a vision for this program and, and saw myself fit here really well you know the last piece is this is the first private school I've worked at and it's a Christ-centered institution and my faith has been something that's important to me and you know be able to lead a group of young men and and and, and perhaps fan, fan that flame a little bit um, that's something that it, uh, excites me as well. I just found out quite a coaching history within your family uh, your uncle Dave Darnell, he won 300 plus games. This this season is the 30th anniversary of him winning an NAI national championship at Eureka College. Talk talk about your uncle and what he achieved. Yeah, it, it's a uh, it's kind of a unique situation for me that I'm really excited about. He he had a great career spanning 20 years at Eureka College in Illinois, and uh, from '74 to '94, he's one of the few coaches to announce his retirement for finishing the year and going on to win a national championship. He, he's a big reason that I'm able to be in college basketball coaching. It's through his connections uh, with Jim Les that I was able to get into, get into coaching. And so I'm very thankful for him and I'm very proud in regards to what he's done. And, you know, this could potentially, as we go to division two next year, be my lone season in NAI and uh, coaching in NAI because I've been at NCAA Division One, Two, and Three. So now I'll have been at those levels in NAI, and um, I think just I think that's super cool and unique. Uh, we're actually taking on his mantra uh, that he had there with this team this year to kind of commemorate that for for me and and the guys definitely wrapped around that. And you know he he had a tremendous career and he's a Hall of Famer. And you know I can't say enough about him. I I still go back to him. I saw him this summer and you know, and, and talk to him and value, you know, his opinion. What I love most about my uncle is the relationships that he still has with his guys from back then. It's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. He does a, he does a weekend in June every year, second weekend in June, he calls it TWW weekend together. We win. That was his mantra. And he, uh, he, all of his former players, they come back and they do, you know, food and golf and, and spend a weekend together and to see all those guys come back. You know, that, that's what I want out of this, you know, like those relationships that you get to have with your players and former staff and all that. that that's what I really, really t- take from him and, and envy him um, from his career. You kind of alluded to it a moment ago. You've made several stops. You've coached at a lot of different levels, uh, including the D1 level as assistant. Throughout this journey, what are some of the personal lessons and program lessons? Not so much X's and O's, but things you've learned about what you do and don't want uh, and things you've learned that are keys to having a successful basketball program? Oh, that's a, that, that's really a good question. I, I, every stop I've been at, I've, I've, I've learned something, you know, it's funny. I like to joke about that, you know, from my time at Davis and Platteville and Eastern and Chico is just that, you know, I, I've been a water boy. I've been a secretary. <laughs> I've been a manager. I've been a coach. I've been a, ops guy i've been a video i've been every you know hat that you can wear um in all these programs and really just being able to you know be where i'm at that's always been my focus of just wherever i'm at attacking where i'm at and not worried about so much of what's next 
from that and I've taken from all these different coaches that are now, you know, huge mentors of mine, different things. And, and the, some of the biggest stuff is just really not overlooking the relationships with your guys throughout the year. It's just basketball is the longest season out of any sport. Yes. And even from the guys that are the leading scorers and playing 35 minutes a game to the guys that are not playing at all uh, and anywhere on that spectrum, but even those guys that are getting all the points and minutes, those guys go through it too. Everybody goes through it. it, it it's such a long tough season and so really trying to be there for them and help them and be there with them through their struggles that they have I just have found that to be you know more and more important and try not to lose the focus of that when we have so much to do in regards to travel and recruiting and coaching and 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 whatever it may be and so that's one of the biggest things that I've taken um and and at Eastern Washington I think they do it as good as anybody you know I really grew in that area Every place I've been at, I mean, in regards to Greg, Greg Klink, I think he's one of the best leaders on the West Coast. I mean, the way he gets guys, when he talks, guys just gravitate towards him. Uh, mm-hmm. To Jim Les, you know, he he's he, he the, the guy just knows how to turn programs around. He knows what's next and what's needed next within a program, what's most important, where the, the money and the, the next development of the program needs to go step by step. There, there isn't anyone I don't think that's – you know, as good as him in, in, in doing that. So, and then they're all great basketball coaches in their own right and, and leaders of men. So, you know, I just trying to really take all those things uh, from each spot I've been and, and now trying to apply it into my own program. Let's take, let's take a couple of minutes, coach. Let's take a look at uh, this year's Warriors. You've got core group coming back. Of course, you got Miles Corey, 15 and four last season, Xavier Lovelace. He, uh, he came down there from Eastern Oregon last season. He's been a, a key addition. And then, of course, Ty Artis and uh, Nigel McKay are back as well. Talk about your returners. Yeah, you know what? It's 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 funny. Um, these guys, you know, it, even that's the hard part. Like, they're returners, but it's new for them, just right. as it's new for the new guys, you know. And But they've really helped me, you know, begin to understand what Jessup's about and how we operate. You know, I, I, this this program, like I said, has got a, a storied history just the last 10 years. And, and so they've helped me understand, you know, what this place has been about. I, I don't need to come and reinvent the wheel in regards to that. Now I'm going to do things differently. But to, to see how they how they value wearing Jessup across their chest and what that means to them, that's something I've taken from those guys. But those guys uh, are really good basketball players. I'm, I'm super excited for them. I, I've tried to make a conscious effort with the returners because it's, you know, it's pretty easy to, uh, for their brains to go, Hey man, you know, he's favoring bringing his own guys in. And I don't, I didn't want those guys feeling like that. Right. Cause I know at different places, a lot of coaches, it's like that, but you know, for me, what helps is it's been a winning program. And so it's not like I've come here where, you know, this team is a bottom feeder and won four games and then that's a whole different realm, you know? And so I appreciate what's done and 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 their talent level that these guys bring and making sure they understand that I value them and I want to build that relationship with them just as much as any new guy that we brought in. And so they've been awesome to coach. I'm super excited about those four guys to to contribute to us this season. You alluded to it, but you brought in a ton of new guys. I got a question about I read through all of them. It has a very strong Puget Sound presence. Uh, <laughs> so how do you how do you have such you know you got guys out of Everett, 
anyway, I don't remember where they all came from, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you got a guy yeah, out of Tacoma. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's all. It's got a really strong Puget Sound feel to it. How does that connection come about? Well, you know, that's this great thing about you know being at a private institution. When I was at Chico State, it, it was hard. You can't really recruit out of state. Right. The way right. the out of state international tuition works, and so. We had almost an old NorCal roster, much less California, when I was at Chico. But, you know, being at a private institution, that's different. It allows us to branch out. And for me, you know, I was just up in the Northwest. So I knew a lot of these guys or people associated with these young men. And so, yeah, it just ended up working out that way uh, with getting, you know, quite a few guys. Cade uh, McDaniel, really good high school player out of, out of Washington and Skyler out of Portland and you know, Jamaris from up there and, and, and he's leaving the Seattle area for the first time and excited to be coming to California for a new experience. So, you know, just ended up working out where we, we ended up getting some guys from, from up that way. Obviously a couple of junior college guys, Aiden Emmett played up in Washington, but um, you know, shoot, we got four international guys. We got guys from Colorado, out of state, you know, Washington, Portland, Idaho, just kind of worked out that way. Uh, you know, but I, I can't, take the, all the credit for it. I give a lot of credit to, to Coach Timmons and Coach Bryce, who's now the head coach up at Peninsula in Washington. Those guys, you know, really recruited their butts off and, and uh, you know, helped build connections with these guys as we were going through that recruiting process and and uh, and, and getting that done. So, yeah, kind of unique uh, <laughs> that it worked out that way. So how in the world do you get a guy like Anthony, how do you pronounce, Uno, Anthony Eno? Yeah, Anthony Eno. Yeah, Eno. Anthony Eno. So he, yeah. he, you would normally think if you see a guy from Nigeria, okay, he came over and played JC somewhere. But you recruited him, last place he played was in Nigeria. I mean, how do you even make contact? How do you even find somebody like that? Yeah, that ended up being through a relationship of a, of a coach I worked with, uh, told me about him. You know, I, I actually do have some, international contacts now especially through okay. that co-worker of mine and um so from there yeah just just uh reached out and started figuring it out and you know some of them come to fruition right like that and end up working out and anthony i couldn't be more excited about that young man he it's his first time in america and he's adjusting well and uh, uh he's going to be a good basketball player for us but coach, you make a really good point. I, I guess I hadn't really thought about that before. At the private school, you don't. I know a lot of coaches are are you know figuring out trying to keep the most in-state guys and get the most bang out of their scholarship dollars. And but right. you, you don't really yep. have to worry yep. about that. You just find them wherever they are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, our tuition's the same whether it's out of state, in-state, international, and so that allows us to be able to do that. So you know, your 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 chunk of, of scholarship money isn't having to be torn up by those increases from like, a, like what a state school has and so yeah it's just unique and, and we definitely want to take advantage of it but we we want to recruit locally too i mean like i said that's part of the advantage of me coming back here i do know you know the sac and bay area really well haven't recruited it for for a while now and um so we want to make sure we're always doing due diligence here at home but we're going to exhaust uh, ourselves to find good players uh, that, that can help us win games and are good young men that fit the, you know, bill of what our university is about. When you go out and recruit, what are, what are some of the check boxes you're looking at? Uh, off the bat, obviously you're, you're watching skill and talent level, um, you know, just them being good basketball players, but, you know, really um, also trying to find guys that know how to exhaust themselves. You know, I think guys that really know how to compete hard, not just play hard, but compete hard. That That's sometimes something that can, you know, can't be taught. And if they come here and they don't have that, it, it, it can be like pulling teeth and guys might not come to fruition. So 
that's something definitely uh, watch for. Obviously, you know, doing a lot of background on these guys, calling people that are associated with them. Um, You know, are they good dudes? They have good hearts. Uh, Do they value a degree? That's something super important to me. You don't have to be an A, B student, but you have to value, you know, a degree and what that education can do for you in your life uh, when the ball stops bouncing. So there's a lot that goes into it, but, you know, off the hop when we're out recruiting, we're, we're evaluating, you know, what guys uh, would fit us in our system and, and how we play and who could, who could help us. Um, and then from there, we're doing a lot of that other homework. You've had a study quickly about the GSAC, tremendous conference, <laughs> a lot of good teams. Uh, tell me your, your first blush uh, thoughts about play, playing in the GSAC this season. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bear. That's what I've learned. You know, we, uh, when I was at Chico, we went, we played uh, university of Arizona and uh, we, we scrimmaged Arizona Christian before. And, um, and so I know, I know how good, you know, the, the teams in, in this league are from top to bottom. There's no night off. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm I'm glad we don't start till January. (laughs) System. Everything's new for our guys. So we want to be in full swing come January because it's going to, there's going to be some growing pains for us as guys are still learning each other and learning, you know, my system and how we play and how we operate every day. And so it's going to take some time here still to, to figure it out. And so I'm thankful that we don't have that slate until January and um, we can go through some of those growing pains here in the non-conference, but tremendous amount of respect for the GSAC. It's one of the best leagues in the country. I mean, we have, you know, any four to five teams in the, in the NAI national tournament every single year. And, um, you know, I'm hoping that, this last year being NAI, we can we can try to make a push for the top out of that GSAC and, and, and leave on a good note. So you're new with the Warriors. What can fans expect? What's some of your basketball philosophy? Yeah, um, you know, I think they can expect us to, to play pretty fast, to play pretty free. Guys are also going to – there's going to be uh, some organization to what we do uh, defensively. Uh, you know, hopefully uh, – you know, they're going to see some intensity and, and pressure. They're going to see some some unique things defensively and mixing things up. You know, I want these guys learning how to be basketball players, you know, not not being robots. I want them to teach them how to play, not teach them plays. And, um, so some different styles of play from the places I've been at to, to incorporate here where we can make that happen. I, I don't want to walk the ball up and run a set every time down the floor. I want these guys to – you know, learn how to play and read off each other, be basketball players and, and, um, and play that way. But, you know, I think they're definitely going to have more of a defensive mindset. If we want to be as good as we want to be, you know, I think this program, that's where we can take a step forward is, is really trying to find ways to be better defensively. And that's, that's my main message with these guys. Cause I think with the, the players and skill we have, I think we'll find ways to put the ball in the bucket, but really how good can we get defensively by the end of the year? Now, I'm just taking a wild guess here, Coach, but I'm guessing sitting down with Lance Von Vogt for an interview is not a piece of cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it, the, the crazy thing is, unfortunately, both him and I are uh, never short of words. I'll say that, <laughs> right? So you know, he, he was great through the process, uh, the interview process, and I just enjoy getting to know him. And I just have a tremendous amount of respect for him, but... Uh, no, he he didn't. He went too hard on me. He, he it was fun building that relationship and figuring out if this was going to be a good fit for both of us. And and I'm super excited to be working for him. And I've already, you know, I I try not to bother him, but I, I tap into him, man. I, yeah. I I value the experiences he's had, and um, I I'm going to appreciate the mentorship that I get from him. That's a that's a 
that's, you know, that's a blessing for me, right? That's a perk for me to have that. Yeah. Where some coaches where they come in, they don't, they don't have that. So at the right times, I, I definitely tap into him and, and I, I appreciate his mentorship. You know, coach, it's got to be exciting for you to be there with uh, Lance moving over as athletic director. He's a passionate guy anyway, and he feels very strongly, um, you know, about moving the, the university and the athletic program ahead. Uh, and he only knows one way, you know, the pedal to the metal matted. Uh, (laughs) so, you know, there's no doubt that the university is going to get where it needs to be because I mean, Lance just, I mean, he pushes, right. He's going to get where you need to go. That's got to be exciting to know. You've got somebody like that driving, driving that bus. Uh, There's no question. And, and I, I can already tell, you know, I've been around a lot of administrations too. And, and Lance, he he's as he's as good as anyone I've been around. He's sharp. He knows what he wants. You know, he he told his administration and this off this off season. He said if you know if, if coaches and people are coming up to you and the first thing that's out of your mouth is no, that then we're going to have an issue. You know, like I, I've been here and 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 across the board, it's hey, how can we try to figure it out or. Or, or if we come up with an idea or we want something, hey, hey, let's think about that or let's be creative. Like he really is about it, you know, where a lot of times it's red tape or it's no, 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 yeah, no. And yeah. he, he just, he's creative. He wants to push forward. He's, he doesn't shut things down. He, he wants that. He understands that, you know, what coaches and other people in the department have ideas. It's just to try to make things better. And so he internalizes it and he tries to find ways to help get it done. So no, man, he, he's sharp as, and, and, and I'm super excited for him being the leader of this department and watching him push this thing forward. Coach Darnell, before you uh, start, I think you're starting Saturday. What do you want to say to fans? Man, I I just, you know, I want to say to fans that, you know, in regards to NAI basketball, like it's crazy. You know, you watch uh, LC State, how they competed with Arizona. You watch uh, all these teams and how good they are. NAI, Division Two, Division Three, and I've coached all those levels now. And there's just, uh, it's a fun, it's a fun brand of basketball, you know. And so just, uh, I would say enjoy it, support it. invest in it you know and for Jessup you know I'm just excited to get our fans out there and continue to watch people support our guys and 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 on small college campuses that's that's what creates that environment and that student experience uh, that I think is super special well I'll definitely echo that and I'll tell fans it well obviously in Rockland but anywhere in that Sacramento area I mean get up there Jessup's a beautiful campus it's easy to get to it's right off the freeway uh and get up there and watch some basketball I mean you you won't be sorry it's it's uh it's exciting basketball and again it won't break you that's the best way to put it bills but like i i I invite coaches and people just ran i just come out come watch us practice like come watch us practice and watch the the competitive level in which we practice i just think it's so unique and so we've had a lot of area high school and, and coaches just uh you know, come in to check us out and what we're about. And it's, it's a lot of times they leave just kind of in surprise of, of what we're doing in this gym, you know? And so I just think anytime you can watch someone else practice or play, do it. You're going to see something different every time. And, and it's fun, especially growing the game of basketball. Well, I think that's great. I think more schools ought to do that. I have a real passion during the season. I try to get, I con- contact coaches and try to get them to as many uh, games as they can. Because the, those young men, they don't have a feel what NAI basketball is till they sit in that gym. 
and they see the speed no. and the strength of that game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of times yeah. their eyes are opened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's true. No, it, it's still unique. When I'm in it, I don't understand that. And that's a real thing, though, still. You know, a lot of people don't. They don't understand uh, this level and, and how good these players uh, are at this level and, and, and how much they pour into it. You know, we have guys that are going to make money playing this game. Absolutely. And, um, and, and a lot of people don't realize that. Well, Coach, I really appreciate you taking the time. You're kicking off. We're, we're taping this on, on a Monday, probably come out Friday, but you're kicking off this coming weekend. Fans, you need to get out and watch the Warriors. Mark, I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Awesome, Bill. Thanks for all you do for, for NAI and for basketball, and I appreciate you having me on. That's Mark Darnell. He's the head men's basketball coach at the Jessup Warriors. Thank you, Mark. You bet. Go Warriors. Hey, thank you very much to Coach uh, Mark Darnell and to Jessup University. Uh, really appreciate that time. Re- uh, really good guy. Really enjoyed the conversation. Today wraps up our preseason previews. Uh, beginning on Monday, uh, we'll begin doing our in-season shows be four to five per week in the morning also next week we'll be providing extensive coverage to the uh, crossroads cascades classic down at uh, oregon tech last season it was grace college uh, this year it's at oregon tech so we'll have bethel bethel university grace college uh, bushnell university and oregon tech as the host uh, it's going to be a couple of days of great basketball we'll be uh, doing extensive live coverage from there uh, don't forget to uh, check the YouTube or the, the X or Twitter. Uh, give instructions on how you can provide us a video for The Daily Show. I'm Billy D, and we'll see you on Monday. Thank you very much for supporting our podcast. Please like and subscribe. Get out to your local NAI school because NAI basketball is the best entertainment value in America. <laughs> <laughs>